0: Tonight, I want to talk about uh, the assurity of a resurrection. Amen. The assurity of a resurrection uh, from the dead. Amen. And certainly, uh, people are living their lives as if uh, we're not going to spend eternity somewhere. Uh, I know people sometimes they'll say, well, you know, I do believe in God and I do believe that there's life after this life yet. But when you examine their lives, they don't believe there's going to be a judgment. Amen. I got news. Uh, You know, everybody's going to spend eternity somewhere. You have eternal life already. I mean, the biggest sinner there is got eternal life the Bible says they're going to a place where their worm will never die and they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Come on, somebody. My God. So that resurrection of the dead, amen, is going to be eternal. We're going to spend eternity somewhere. And God has given us a lifetime. Well, How long is that, Pastor? I don't know. Come on, somebody. I don't know how much time I have. I don't have much, know how much time you have, but God has given each and every one of us a lifetime, amen, to live this life uh, that is going to determine where we're going to spend eternity, amen? This is just a temporal life in what we do here. The Bible says, wherefore we labor, whether present or absent, amen, come on somebody. We might be accepted of him. We labor. Amen. Not lollygag. We labor, whether alive or dead. Somebody said, I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. It's the enemy. That would have you to think uh, after this life, there is no life. Come on, somebody. Ah God! and if that's the case, that means we're living in heaven right now. I mean, just if you would just uh look at um the parents that have lost their children in the latest school shooting Christian school uh how could you look in that individual's face and tell them that we're living in heaven There's not anything. Uh, better to look for after this life. If there is no heaven, come on somebody. If the dead get not up, uh, raise not up, come on somebody. Then we're yet in our sins. This is heaven. My God. And if in this life, amen, we have hope. We have all men most miserable. Come on somebody. My God, there's something to look forward to, something good for us to look forward to after this life. Wherefore we labor, whether present or absent, that we might be accepted by him. I want to hear him say, well done. Come on, somebody. Uh, Elder David Fortune, Fortune used to sing in the choir, Uh, We're living this life to live again, amen? This is just a temporal life, amen? Everything you see, the Bible said, those things that are seen, my God, they're temporal. The things that are not seen are eternal. Though this outward man perish, the inward man is being renewed day by day, my God. So I wanna encourage somebody, of the assurance, we're going to talk about resurrection uh, from the dead, the assurance of a resurrection. Everybody's going to stand before God and give an account. I don't care who you are, what your background is, how much money, how rich or how poor, what your economic status, among somebody, what your nationality is, what your beliefs are. The Bible says, "At that name, who you said it." Jesus. At that name, now you may be calling on Buddha, you might be calling on Lashur, you might be just calling in the higher power, all of these things. But the Bible, the scripture says, the word that's ever for settled in heaven, he said, At the name Jesus, every knee is gonna bow and every tongue is going to confess. My God, Jesus, you are Lord. I don't care if you are going to hell. You're still going to acknowledge that there is a God and his name is Jesus. Hmm. My God, and just as sure as there is life and we're speaking and talking to one another, amen, and looking at each other in the wide of our eyes, Amen. After life comes death and after death comes the judgment. Amen. Everybody's going to stand before God and we're going to spend eternity somewhere. All right. Everybody ought to have your Bible. Everybody ought to have your Bible. This is Bible class. Amen. We're asking everyone, amen. Treat this as if you're going to the church and you're sitting in the chapel and we're uh, in Bible class, it's the same thing. It's a convenience to be able to do it at home. Amen. But we want you to reverence it in the same way. Amen. Get your Bible. Close your mind. Get your, get your. Uh, don't have something else going on. Don't have your social media going, a TV program going in the back. Uh, all the eating and all of those things. But set all of that aside. It's Bible class time. Draw our minds in. Amen. And let's be fed by the word. Amen. All right. We're going to Acts. Acts 24th chapter. We're going to ask that you would grab that and read it along with me. Uh, This is Paul before Felix, the governor. Amen. And he lets us know that we're going to spend eternity somewhere. I know somebody just as sure as there is life my God, there is life after this life. All right. Acts 24 and 15 says, and have hope toward God, which they themselves also allow that there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. My God, both of the rich and the poor, the connected and not so connected, Come on, somebody. Those that are political, those that are non political. My God, both of the Catholics and the Protestants. I don't care who you are, what your economic status, what your background is. Amen. Uh, how powerful you are. Everybody's going to stand before God. There's going to be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. Amen. Have a hope. Come on, somebody. My God, everybody don't have a hope toward a resurrection. Uh, there are individuals that believe that uh, once we live this life, uh, you're dead, you're done. And I guess that would be easy. I don't care how violent a death that you that takes you out of this world. If there was no uh, judgment, there was no life after this life, that would be the easy way out but the Bible lets us know that there is going to be a reconciliation. Come on, somebody. The Bible said the books were open, amen? And what he told us to do and what we decided to do is going to be reconciled, amen? And we're going to spend eternity somewhere, amen? Everybody that have lived since Adam's day you hear what I said since Adam's day will rise and stand before God. All right, grab your Bibles and let's look at this and get a little bit uh, more context. <clears throat> we're going to Acts the 24th chapter. And I believe we're going to start reading at that um 10th verse. Let me get there and see if this is all right yeah this is it here let's let's uh get the the full context of what we're reading here. This is Paul appears before Felix before Felix he uh turns it over and lets paul uh appear before augustus the the more um powerful uh judge uh, but we're gonna pick it up here in verse ten. it says then paul after Uh, the governor had beckoned unto him to speak answered for as much as I know that thou have been many years, a judge unto the nation. I'm beginning to read at verse 10. I don't know if I told you that or not. I do more cheerfully answer for myself because that thou mayest understand that there are yet 12 days since I went up to Jerusalem for to worship And they neither found fault in the temple, found me uh, in the temple disputing with any man, neither raising up the people, neither in the synagogue nor in the city, neither can they prove the things whereof they are now accusing me of. But this I confess unto thee that after the way which they call heresy, they call it a lie or a false doctrine so worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets, and have hope toward God, which they themselves also allow, that there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and of the unjust. And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward man. Now, after many years, I came to bring alms to my nation and offering whereupon certain Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple. Neither with multitude, I didn't have no gang with me, neither with tumult. I wasn't uh, being angry or arguing with anybody. Uh, Verse 19, who ought to have been here before thee. And object if they have ought, had aught against me. Or else let the same here say if they have found any evil doing in me while I stood before the council. Look at verse 21. Except it be for this one voice that I cried standing among them, touching the resurrection of the dead, I am called in question by you this day. My God, all of these trumped up charges, these false accusations are not true. And if I didn't believe in a resurrection, if I didn't preach that, if I didn't teach that, if I didn't live my life in that way, in that manner, Come on, somebody. We wouldn't have no problem. Except it be for the touching of the resurrection of the dead. Am I called in question before you this day? All of that other stuff that's nothing but smoke. Come on, somebody. Because I believe that there's going to be life after this life, by the way, which they call heresy. Come on, somebody. My God, and we have that same mindset today. And um, of course, like I say, if there's no life after this life, you know, I get on this side. Let's drink, let's party, let's dance, let's carouse, let's do what we're going to do. Because when you're dead, you're done. But that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches us that we're, therefore we labor. That whether present or alive or dead, that we all might be accepted of him. Come on, somebody. This life, how we live it, how we conduct ourselves, if we decide to follow, come on, somebody, after the teachings of the law, is going to determine where we're going to spend eternity. Eternally with him in heaven or eternally in hell with Satan and his imps. Come on, somebody. There is life after this life, my God. Those individuals that commit suicide can only end this temporal life. Come on somebody, my God. I don't care how you leave this world, whether it's by your own hand or by your arch enemy. Come on somebody, my God. Everybody's going to stand before Christ. Amen. And give an account of what he had done in his own body. Paul said, if we live this threescore and 10, that's just 70 years. If we live this threescore and 10, 70 years, it's a moment. Can you imagine that? It's a moment compared to the eternity that we're going to spend with God. I'm 60 years old. I think I've been through some things and I've seen some things. I've been some places. I've uh, uh, I've experienced quite a bit. I haven't even reached 70 yet. Another 10 years. But if God blessed me to live to be 70 years, Paul is saying, that's just a moment. Can you imagine that? A moment compared to the eternity that we're going to spend with God. Now, Let's look at this in the reverse. If I decide not to please God in this temporal life, come on somebody, this 70 years is just gonna be a moment compared to the eternity that I'm gonna spend in hell with Satan and his angels. My God. He said, your worm will never die. Will there be weeping and gnashing of teeth? My God, and the fire will never be quenched. Amen. So we have a hope, my God, that goes even beyond the grave. Amen. Some are hoping not to see, uh, I, have, I have to uh, take uh, a dirt nap, if you will. Come on, somebody. <laughs> My God, they they don't want to see death. The Bible says that we that are alive and remain shall be caught up with them in the heavens or in the air. But in either case, in either case, my God, I want you to know that there is a life. Amen. There is a life after this life. Amen. And when the Lord comes, we who are alive and remain shall be changed. In a moment and a twinkling of an eye, and only those that have walked up right before God will see his face in peace. So God has granted us a lifetime. I don't know how long that is. Come on, somebody. It's a lifetime. I don't know if your lifetime will be 60 years. I don't know if your lifetime will be 70 years. I don't know if your lifetime will be five years even before the age of accountability. Come on, somebody. God knows. Amen. But I just want you to know only what you do for Christ. Come on, somebody is going to last. And we know uh, that the church period is going to span 2,000 years. Come on, somebody. 2,000 years in... um, and we, uh, by calculation, know that that time has already expired. Come on, somebody. Now, it couldn't happen in Paul's day, but it's certainly going to happen in our day. Come on, somebody. He said, and we, ha- and I have hope toward God. I'm back in verse 15. And have hope toward God, which they themselves also allow. There were the Sadducees and the Pharisees, amen. Uh, What they did not, those that believed in a resurrection, they did not believe that it was going to be through Jesus Christ. Isn't that something? I believe we read that in John 24 and uh, I keep forgetting that scripture reference. uh, 8 and 24. Uh, He said, except you believe that I'm he, you're going to die in your sins. Except you believe that I'm, now they believe in a resurrection, but they don't believe through Jesus Christ. on, somebody, my God, but except you believe that I'm he, you're going to die in your sins. There's no other name given under heaven among men, whereby we must be saved. And that name is Jesus. It's a strong tower. And the righteous, my God, we can run in and we're safe. Come on, somebody. And because they persecuted Paul because of his belief, you better believe there will be people calling us out today because of this rock, this this church, this belief, uh, this this Jesus upon whom we stand. Come on, somebody. Everybody don't know who Jesus is. They're going to call us out too. Come on, somebody. My God. All right, let's go to Hebrews 11 and 35. We all have a hope of a better resurrection. These are those that were persecuted for the cause of Christ. My God. And, And thank God we're living in times of light affliction. You know, it's... My God. You know. Uh, nobody's burning us at the state. Nowadays. You know. Uh, you know our biggest. Our biggest uh, worry now is. You know getting up and. Going to church and you know. Uh, being saved and walking up right. Before God and keeping his commandments. Come on somebody. My God. There's nobody that's. Uh, openly, uh, uh, I guess, threatening in our lives right now, physically. Uh, but these individuals, uh, they they put their lives on the line. Come on, somebody, let's read Hebrews eleven and thirty-five. It says women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection on somebody. My God. Now listen, let me separate this. Women received their dead raised to life. Again, you all remember Elisha um, raised uh, the woman, her son, when he had blessed her uh, with a son and her son uh, died out in the field with its father. And she went to the man of God and told you, now listen, I told you, uh don't bless me and and uh you know take it away from me she rece- her son was brought back to life. now let's get on to the rest of this scripture. all right, so women received their dead raised to life again they were they were blessed in the here and now. that's kind of like what uh David said, I had fainted. But I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Some of us are going to be blessed in this life, but we're all going to be blessed. If you don't get it here, you're going to get it over there. But look at this. Women received their dead raised to life again. That's colon. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Well, if there is a better resurrection, there mean that means to me and in my mind there is a resurrection that's not going to be so good. You know, you go to the um, supermarket or you go to the uh, department store and you might be buying a toaster, you might be buying a pan, an iron or whatever it is. Sometimes they'll line it up you know, our basic quality, our good quality, and our best quality. Amen. And the price is commiserate. You know, if you if you only got enough for uh, the good, better, or best, you buy the good. If you can buy the better, well, I'll opt up for that. Then they have one that's called the best. We're finding out here in the scripture, there were those that were tortured and did not accept deliverance why did they do that? That they might obtain a better resurrection. My God. Now, uh, in the uh, church bookstore, we haven't opened it back up. We're looking for somebody to run the bookstore. Uh, we have in there the Fox's Book of Martyrs. And if you go back to this time period, amen, individuals, it was just like... um. Paul that was persecuting the saints. Amen. And he was on his road, on the road to Damascus to persecute them uh, that were in Damascus calling on that name, Jesus, and Jesus arrested him. Oh, somebody, my God. Uh, These individuals were beaten. They were beaten and tortured. Amen. And um, beaten until the edge, uh, the edge of their life drop down into a pit. Now, they were not going to let you die. Uh, they'd give you bread and some water uh, to keep you alive. And just when you look like you're getting better, they would pull you out of that pit and do it all over again. All because they would not denounce Christianity and accept Judaism. That's all they had to do. We don't believe in Jesus. We don't believe in a resurrection. We don't believe in a life after this life. Come on, somebody. But the, the Bible says, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection My God instead of being delivered and uh, cow uh tying down or cowarding uh, uh down to a um a god that could not deliver they were tortured that they might obtain a better amen a better willing to die that they might obtain a better resurrection. Come on somebody. And Paul said, we're living in times of light affliction. So whatever you have to endure, whatever affliction, you know, Paul said that uh, I sought the Lord thrice. Come on somebody. And what was his answer? He was asking to be delivered. What we think, which we think was an eye impediment. And God said, in your weakness, am I made strong. Paul says, therefore, I will glory in my infirmities. Come on, somebody, that the power of God might rest upon me. Come on, somebody. My God, I'd rather be in this life with my afflictions and see him in that better resurrection than to be delivered in the here and now. Come on, somebody, whatever you have to go through, whatever you have to shed yourself of, whatever you have to deny yourself, it's going to be worth it that you might obtain a better resurrection. Come on, somebody. All right, let's go to Revelation 20. Let's go to Revelation 20. And all of us, we know this since we've gone to Revelation 20. My God, this is John's um, revelation given to him by Jesus after the final judgment. He see two groups here, and I think we need to study this, and we will understand the better resurrection. Because there's going to be a resurrection that's not going to be so good. As I say, everybody has life eternal already. Revelation twenty, four through six, John said, and I saw thrones and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshiped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. We talked about that millennial reign, that thousand year honeymoon period. God is going to heal this land. Don't don't ask for him to do it now. If you ask for him to do, you know, people are, you know, saints are praying. Oh, Lord, heal the land. No, no, no. That's not going to happen right now. My God, things are going to get progressively worse. So much so, he said, if I didn't shorten the days, the very elect would throw up their hands and quit. So what is he going to do? Before it gets too bad, he's going to take his bride out. That's that's who we are. We are the bride of Christ. He always protects his woman. Aren't you glad? Come on, somebody. He always protects his church. We are the bride, the church. We're the bride of Christ. My God. The mystery of iniquity doth already work. Do you all does it mystify you at the, the, the hatred? Uh the discrimination? My God. Uh so much uh stuff that's going on today. My God, the evil, the strife, the jealousy, people are leaving this world left and right. My God, it's a mystery of iniquity. Doth already work and only he that letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Who is that? Jesus Christ, the righteous. Why is his hand holding back and restraining evil? Because his bride, his bride is still in harm's way. But there's gonna come a time when he's gonna take his church, he's gonna take his bride out, and he's gonna, until he be removed out of the way. And when his hand is taken back, oh my God. We see it in, in Revelation 16, where he allowed the sun to scorch men. And men were scorched, yet they repented not. My God, they were in so much pain and so much torment. They gnawed their tongues right out of their mouth. You talk about this, you know, anti-maskers and anti-vacciners and, you know, people nowadays, they, they got a right to do this and a right to do that. This is just a foretaste. My God, the beginning of sorrows. God will allow men to be scorched, yet they repented not. My God, read it. Revelation 16. And what you see now, the stubbornness of people and, you know, people that will give you a piece of their mind and, you know, got so much hatred, so much division, so much strife in them, so much evil. This is just a foretaste my God. All right, so what happens now? John said, I saw the thrones and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshiped the beast, neither his image, Neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. I saw two groups, the glorified church among somebody, and then I saw those that were beheaded for the cause of Christ. Now, you know the tribulation, there's gonna be a group that come out of the tribulation saints. I saw those two groups My God, Um, they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Look at verse five, but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Verse six, blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection on such the second death have no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And you have to dissect this scripture because it's going back between two different groups. All right. We have the the glorified church, the 24. I saw the thrones and them that sat upon them uh, and judgment was given unto them. Amen. And I saw the souls that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus Christ. That's two groups. And then he said, verse 5, the rest of the dead, they stayed in their graves. So when uh, Jesus says, come, my people, come, those that are dead in Christ are going to come out. Those that had to go by way of the grave, take a dirt nap. Amen. They're going to rise first. We that are alive and remain shall be caught up with them. All right. That's the glorified church. And then During the tribulation period, those that did not take the mark of the beast, come on somebody, nor worshiped him, took his mark in their head or in their hand, come on somebody, neither the image uh, that they received. These two groups um, lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years, that thousand year millennial period. Verse five again, but the rest of the dead Live not again until the thousand years were finished. All right. Those, those first two groups, that's the first resurrection. All right. Because he says in verse six, blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection on such the second death have no power. All right. So those that refuse to be delivered that they might obtain a better resurrection, That's the first resurrection, all right? The other resurrection that's not so good, that's called the second death, amen? Only to rise and stand before God at that name, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Every knee is gonna bow and every tongue is gonna confess and then be tossed into the lake of fire. That's the second death. And my God, what a um, what a uh, a horrible thought! Uh, many times I've been so tired coming home from work, and I come to a light, and I know it's dangerous. You ever done something so crazy? You say I'm gonna put my foot on the brake, and I'm gonna plant it here, and I'm just gonna get you. You're just so tired. I'm just going to get me a few seconds. I I know this got to change and that got to change. And you wake up to horns blowing and the traffic is going on way ahead of you. What happened? Well, you fell out of consciousness. You had no recollection of time. My God, has that ever happened to you? Uh, You get in bed, you say, I'm going to watch the Eleven o'clock news, and next thing you you uh, wake up and it's it's light outside, and the morning news is on. <laughs> you fell out of consciousness. Time, uh, you you know you you weren't uh, time didn't mean anything. Come on, somebody, my God. But the second death. You will never lose conscious of time. Remember somebody? My God, you will never fall out of consciousness. My God, nothing but constant torment, screaming, horror, pain, death, destruction. the darkness, falling. My God, and your worms shall never die. That's the second death that has no power. My God, there's going to be two resurrections. They held out for the better one. And if there's a better resurrection, there's another one called the second death that ain't good at all. Come on, somebody. Look at this. Verse six, blessed and holy who have part in the first resurrection. Those were the two groups on such the second death have no power those that are going to be raised my god just to go into judgment amen and then be thrown into the lake of fire now it switches back after that uh pot, that uh comma it switches back to us but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years so i thought it's good to kind of dissect This um, scripture, because it switches between the groups in this same, you know, uh, verses four, five and six. And it's good to know. All right. So those thrones represented the glorified church. We saw that and studied that in chapters four and five. All right. The church was caught up into heaven and it was represented by four and twenty four thrones and 20 elders upon those thrones, and the four beasts that had eyes all around, come on somebody, my God, you know that's the that's the glorified church, we talked about those beasts with the eyes all around, you know, saints are some nosy people, they see everything, <laughs> uh, that's the glorified church, all right, uh, the second group, saints were those that were saved during the tribulation period. There is going to be some rapture uh, saints that are going to go through the rapture. Come on, somebody. There? I'm, I'm sorry. The tribulation, we're going to, uh, well, they, they are going to go through the rapture. They're not going to be raptured uh, with us. And if you're not raptured, you're going to go through the tribulation period. All right. But there will be some tribulation saints that will not take the mark of the beast we already talked about the possibility of who those groups might be, amen. They are going to be saved. Uh, they're going to join us in that honeymoon period on, somebody. And when that thousand years be finished, my God, the rest of the dead then will come out of their graves only to be judged and thrown into the lake of fire, which is the second death where there is no power. Come on, somebody. Are you holding out for a better resurrection? Or are you living your life that you're going to go into that second death, that resurrection that ain't so good? Come on, somebody. My God. So each and every one of us, we have a hope. We have a hope that goes even beyond the grave. Blessed and holy are those that take part in the first resurrection. Come on somebody. That's when the world say we will have it made. Come on somebody. My God, we are joint heirs with Christ. We are Abraham's seed and we uh we have air he- we are heirs according to the promise everything that was promised to Abraham, everything that was promised in the word of God now belongs unto us because we are the legitimate heirs. We be Abraham's seed. And heirs according to the promise. Holiness is right. Come on somebody. Follow peace with all men, and holiness, without which what? No man is going to see God. Come on somebody. My God, people may call you Holy Roller. They may call you, you, you're better than me. You think you're better than this. And you know, all of this is not necessary. Listen, Uh -uh. I'm running, trying to make a hundred because 99 and a half won't do. Come on somebody. That second death has no power. My God, where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth out of darkness and your worm shall never die. My God, only to be raised and go and stand in judgment and cast into the lake of fire. All right. Let's go to Acts. I I think we dissected that pretty good. Acts, the 30, uh, 23rd chapter. In verse 8, this is Paul before the Jewish council, the Sanhedrin court. Again, explaining a little bit better what we're talking about. Acts 23, verse 8. He said, for the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, neither angel nor spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. My God. So they had the, the, the different religious sects, um, S E C T S, sects, different religious sects as we have today. They had the uh, Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Herodians, they had the Hellenists, much like we have the Baptists, we have the Mes- Methodists, we have the Catholic, we have the Protestant among somebody, we have the um, uh, the apostolics, thank God, amen, religious groups, uh, but there are some that did not believe in a resurrection. Those ones that did believe in a resurrection, they did not believe that through Jesus Christ, they would be resurrected. Come on somebody, how many know uh, he got up and said, all power heaven and earth belongs unto me. Uh, And he became first fruits from the grave. Well, if he be our forerunner and he was first fruits from the grave, if I die in him, come on somebody, if he is first fruits, that means there's going to be some fruit coming after him. So if I have to go by way of the grave, if my forerunner Jesus Christ got up, I can get up too. Because what's in him? is also dwelling on the inside of me. Amen. So there are those religious uh, groups that did not believe that there was going to be a resurrection. There are those that did not, they believed in a resurrection, but that wouldn't be through Jesus Christ. Amen. They were telling them that, you know, uh, you just live this life and uh, this is it. My God. And and what a uh, what a horrible thought. That means if there is no life after this, we are in heaven. That is a sad, sad, sad commentary. Tater, commentator, my God. So Paul, he was raised a Pharisee. Amen. And he said the Pharisees confess both. My God, it was Job uh, that said something uh, very prophetic way back in Genesis. Come on, somebody said it in Genesis, but I'm going to read in Job uh, 14 and 14. He said, uh, there is a hope. He asked the question, if a man die, will he live again? He said, there is hope for a tree that if it be cut down through the sin of water, my God, and many of us have seen that happen, uh, it may sprout and live again. He said, all the days of my appointed time, I will wait until my change come. I've seen it happen to trees, but I've never seen it happen to man. My God, we've seen trees cut down, plants cut down, weeds. Come on, somebody, if you don't get that root through the center water, next thing you know, it's popping back up again. I've seen that plenty of times in agriculture, but I've never seen any man come back from the grave. We planted them, we buried them, and I've never seen anything else after that. Come on, somebody. But what did Job say in 14 and 14? I know that my Redeemer liveth, and he shall stand at the latter day. My God, that's our day. He's speaking prophetically. My God, remember Paul said, I see him uh, through a glass, darkly. And uh, Paul got revelation from God himself. He said, whether in the body I cannot tell or out of the body I cannot tell. Paul was the only one that got revelation directly from God. And then Paul, when he looks at it, he looks at the scripture. He said, I see him through a glass darkly. Come on, somebody. I, I don't see all of him, but one day's coming where I'm going to see him clearly. Come on, somebody. My God. And this is what... Job is saying, uh, you know, I I, I can't see him totally right now, but look what he says. For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. My God, I can't see him fully right now, but I know he's coming back. He's going to stand on this earth, and we're going to see him in his fullness. Oh, my God. And now we are the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he shall appear. My God, we're going to be like him for we're going to see him in his completeness. Now, somebody ought to shout off that, my God. You know, uh, uh, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. You know, some things are are beyond our comprehension. Come on, somebody. My God, we don't know how he's going to do it. But when he told Abraham, so shall your seed be as the the stars of the sky and as the, the grains of sand, well, here we are. We don't know how God is going to do it. But one day we're going to, although we see him through a glass darkly, we don't see all of it. The path of the just is as a shining light. My God, that gets brighter and brighter until that perfect day. You don't see it all now. This is a walk of faith. We can only see him through a glass darkly, but there's going to come a time. My God, he's going to stand upon this earth and we're going to see him in his fullness, my God, for we shall see him as he is, does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he shall appear, (laughs) my God, all right, don't y'all have me shout, all right, uh, Job fourteen fourteen. I know my redeemer liveth, and he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though the skin worms destroy this body, yet in that glorified body, yet in my flesh. Now he'd already said the skin worms are going to heat this flesh. Yet in my glorified body, hmm. does not yet appear. But when he comes, my God, we're going to have that glorified body and we're going to see him in his fullness. Yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself and not for another. My God, Job came to the realization and gave Uh, uh, a prophet, he he prophesied unto us. My God, there's going to come a day when I'm going to stand and I'm going to see God. Come on somebody, in his fullness. I've never seen it happen. I've seen it happen in the agricultural world, but I've never seen it happen to a man. But I know my redeemer liveth and one day he's going to come back. My God. Although the skin worms eat this body, yet in my flesh, my glorified body, I'm going to see him in his fullness. My God, way back in the Old Testament, my God, we get the prophecy of a resurrection. My God, we're going to see him as he is. All right. First Corinthians fifteen. First Corinthians fifteen. We want twelve. First Corinthians fifteen. It says, now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? My God. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. For your faith is also vain. Yea, we are found false witnesses of God. Because when he rose up, there were those that saw him. His, his disciples saw him walking through the city. We are witnesses. We saw him. If, if he didn't raise up, we're false witnesses Come on, somebody. Because we testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up. If so be that uh, the dead uh, rise not, for if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. Verse 17, and if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Come on, somebody. My God. Then also, uh, then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Those that have gone on before us, there is no resurrection. If God didn't get up, there's not gonna be no resurrection. Come on, somebody. They are perished. They've gone on. We know better than that. Verse 19, if in this life only we have a hope in Christ, we have all men most miserable. Come on, somebody. And let's not forget verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the what first fruits of them that sleep my god if i die in christ jesus and my lord and savior jesus my forerunner went into the earth and got up and became the first fruits from the grave come on somebody he's become the first fruits of them that sleep in him and if he got up, what's in him is in me. I can get up too. Come on, somebody. My God, what a mighty God we serve. Come on, somebody. There are those that said that there was not a resurrection. The res- res- resurrection had taken place already. Come on, somebody. My God. So they were saying, now, if he didn't get up, what we believe is all in vain. What we have taught, it's in vain. Those that have fallen asleep in Christ Jesus, they're dead, we'll never see them again. Come on, somebody. My God. We're false witnesses because we saw him. Come on, somebody. My God. If he didn't get up from the grave, everything that we've been preaching Everything that we've been living, is all a lie. My God, this is it. That means this is heaven. Because there is no life after this life. Now remember, uh, Jesus Christ, he's our forerunner. Come on somebody. And I love verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead. And become first fruits of them that sleep. My God. Each and every one of us. I like 19 too because it says um, um, if in uh, this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. There is life after this life. David said, I had fainted. I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yes, I have a hope in Christ in this life, but my God, I want to see him. My God, eternally in the heavens, I want to live and dwell with him. And I want to hear him say, well done, my God. He says, there's no man that has given up family, mother and father, friends, houses, land, on somebody that I won't bless you 100 fold in this life and then eternal life in the life in which to come. You can't get no better deal than that. I'm going to bless you over here and I'm going to bless you with eternal life over there. My God, whatever you do, Live your life that you might obtain the better resurrection. Hang on, somebody. Because the other one, the second death, has no power. All right, First Thessalonians 4. Paul is speaking of the rapture of the church. That rapture that takes place... In the fourth chapter of Revelation. First Thessalonians four thirteen through seventeen. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. My God, although I miss uh, my father, the early. Uh, District Elder Avery Dumas Jr., I don't think there's a day that I don't think uh, about my father, something he said or a position, a belief that he's had or, you know, uh, the the skills that I have and possess. Uh, I've learned them from my father. The things that I can do, uh, I learned them from my father. Um, I miss him dearly. Come on, somebody. Um, But Paul is saying here, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even at others that have no hope. I have a hope of seeing uh, my father again. Although it won't be in these old bodies In that, uh, that kinship, the relationship won't be uh, as it was here. Amen. But I do believe that we'll have kindred spirits and we will be able to discern there will be no husband and wife, mother and father and those things over there. But I do believe that there will be some kindred spirits that we will know among somebody, those loved ones that have gone on before. We don't sorrow like those that have no hope. We're going to see our loved ones again. Look at verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which also sleep, what? In Jesus. Listen, don't you get it twisted. Everybody's going to a place of peace And every... Listen, my God, it might not sound too good, but I don't want to see everybody... When I get to heaven and I see certain people, I'm going to be wondering, now, well, wait, did I end up in the right place? My God, you know, people will have you to think, well, you know, we're all going to be over there. Oh, come on, don't depress me. Are you serious? <laughs> You'll wake up, and, you know, beer bottles and wine cans, y'all, oh, you. All right. Look at verse 14 again. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which also sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, the festival of trumps and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord my God. Each and every one of us, the hope that we have goes beyond our struggles and, and our human suffering that we have right now. Come on, somebody. The hope that we have in Christ goes beyond cancer. Come on, somebody. It's greater than cancer, greater than disease and sickness and illness and, my God, starvation. My God, no matter what might happen here in this life, this is just a temporal life. The hope that we have in him, my God, is greater than anything that we can encounter in this temporal life. My God, and if we have to go by way of the grave as long as we die in him, my God, we can get up by him. Come on, somebody, my God. And so shall we ever be with the Lord in the air First Corinthians 15 51 through 53 First Corinthians 15 51 through 53. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Come on, somebody. In a moment, of a, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be what? Raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. There goes that festival of trumps again. Um, For the corrupt must put on incorruption and the mortal must put on immortality. My God, these old, sickly, uh, weakly, contaminated bodies. Come on somebody. Contaminated by our soil, contaminated by our water, contaminated by our food, contaminated by our air. Uh, This old corruption must put on incorruption. This old mortal must put on immortality. Come on, somebody. My God. And so shall we ever, my God, be with the Lord. We're not going to prevent those which are asleep. Amen. When that trumpet sound, the dead in Christ, they're going to get up. Come on, somebody, and we'll all be changed. Flesh and blood is not going to inherit heaven. Come on, somebody. My God, we're going to get that glorified body. That was 1 John 3 uh, and 2. He said, beloved, uh, now we are the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know. When he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him like he is. I can only see him in part now on, somebody, but one day he's going to stand on this earth. I'm mixing what Paul said, with what Job said, he's going to stand on this earth. My God, and though the skin worms eat this body, I'm going to be given a body that's incorruptible. It's going to be eternal in the heavens, and I'm going to see him in his completeness, for I shall see him as he is. My God, that ought to make you shout with a shout, that ought to make you dance with a dance. My God, shout to you, Jericho, wall, come falling down. My God. All right, let's drop down to or go back to 35 through 38. We're going to stay in 15. Go to 35 and 38. Uh, But some men will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Thou fool. Now, this is not to insult anybody, it's just to say that they're uninformed. Uh, that which thou sowest is not quickened, except it die. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not the body that shall be, but bare grain. It may have chance of wheat or some other grain, but God giveth it a body as it has pleased him. And to every seed his own body. My God, you don't plant pear and come up with peach. You don't plant peach and come up with corn I'm on, somebody. And also, you don't plant a kernel of corn and get that same kernel uh, back that you planted, except it die. It has to die. Did you know that seed that you plant, it actually dies and become nutrients uh, for what's on the inside of that seed? Ah, my God. And the seed of man is his soul. Our soul is going to live eternally. These old bodies are going back to the dust. If you take a kernel of corn and you put it in the ground, um that seed is going to die. Amen. And that what's on the inside of that kernel, it's going to come back and it's going to look like grass. You don't you don't plant that what's going to come back. What you plant dies. Now you see grass. See, I'm talking about uh, corn now. It looks like grass. And then here comes the stalk. And then comes the ears. Come on, somebody. My God. And then you got plenty corn. My God. These old bodies is not what's coming back. He's going to give us a body as it pleases him. We found that out in John. And we know, my God, when he shall appear... We shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. My God, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but he's going to give us a body as it pleases him. Job said, though the skin worms eat this old body, yet in my flesh, God's going to give me a body that pleases him and I'm going to see him for myself standing in this glorified body. My God, for I shall see him as he is. Uh, Let's go back to chapter five, verses one and two. Paul said something that we can all attest to. He said, in these old bodies, we groan. Come on, somebody. The older you get, the more groaning you do. Uh, Look at uh, chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle be dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands. What is it? It's eternal in the heavens. It's not going to uh, uh, corrupt. It's not going to age. It's not going to ache. It's not going to decay. Come on, somebody. My God. Look at verse 2. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. My God, uh, when I was um, uh, younger, um, sleeping was a waste of time. I just, I just thought, you know, my goodness, what did we gotta sleep for? Why don't we just keep on doing what we're doing all 24? uh, hours in the day. Well, I kept on living and I started groaning. Come on somebody, my God. Now I look forward to sleep time. I look forward to a good nap. My God, let this, let this body rejuvenate. My God, Uh, used to be a time where you woke up through the covers off and just hit the floor running straight to the shower. My God! Now you open up your eyes and you kind of, you know, you you get a little older. You like, am I am I still alive? Am I? And don't fall don't fall asleep in a strange room that ain't your bedroom. You now you're wondering where you're at. You lay there for a minute, then you stick your legs out, and sit on the side of the bed, think about getting up. Come on, somebody takes you a lot. Longer, the older you get, the more groaning you do. What earnestly designed to be clothed upon among somebody? Uh, This house uh, that's made in the uh, heavens, that's eternal in the heavens. A house which is eternal in the heaven, not made by hand. My God. So each and every one of us, even if we have to do some groaning over here, God already has a house prepared for each and every one of us. Amen. It's going to be eternal in the heavens. All right. Philippians three. This is our last scripture and we're going to let you go. Philippians three verses 20 through 21. If you have it, say amen. These old vile bodies, they cannot uh, and will not inherit heaven. They are corruptible. They are um, uh, fallible. They are frail. And they're only designed for a temporal habitation. My God, but God has made a house, has a house, to every seed, its own body. Amen. We found that in 1 Corinthians 15, 35-38. This last one, Philippians 3, 20-21. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence we also look for the Savior. Who is he? The Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. According to, uh, to the working hereby, he is able even to subdue all things to himself. My God. So our citizenship, it's in heaven. That's what I'm talking about. Come on somebody. This world is not our home. We have some niceties down here, my God. And I thank God for the things that He's blessed me with here in the here and now. But I realize this is not my home. Everything that we touch, everything that we deal with, it's temporal, it's not eternal. Come on, somebody. My God. But God is going to change these old vile bodies. And it's going to be fashioned as unto his glorious body. Among somebody. According to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things to himself. My God. I'm thinking about... um. Psalms 78, we're reading Sunday. They trusted not in God and trusted not in his salvation. Listen, God knows what he's doing. You hear what I said? God knows what he's doing. Not only is he going to do it and we have to let him do it and trust him, but we have to let him do it his way. My God. Somebody said, God has got a way that's mighty sweet. Amen. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Come on, somebody. Trust in him. He will do it and let him do it his way. My God. God is working for us. In eternal heaven, amen, he's working for us in eternal salvation. He's working for us in eternal life. Come on somebody, my God, and he has built a home for each and every one of us that's eternal in the heavens. Trust him, believe in him, but without faith. You know, um, I'm sure Abraham could have asked that question, Lord. How in the world are you going to do this? But we have to let God do it. Take Him at His word and let Him do it His way. Amen. How is He going to do that? And what what body are they going to come in? What? Listen, listen. You walk up right before God. My God. You give him the faith that he can prepare, perform every miracle necessary in your life. That's what I want to give him. I want to take the paradigms off of him. You know, I don't even want to even try to even think about how God's going to do something. I just want to take him at his word. I know he's a miracle working God. My God. And what I need to do is let go and let God I want to trust God and I want to trust in his salvation. I want him to do it his way. And I don't want to be a hindrance to none of it. My God, Lord, I've asked him, you know, listen, let me see what you see. Gideon had to see what God, God had to prove to him. Gideon had to see what God saw. Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor and you don't even know it. Come on somebody, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on somebody, my God, God has equipped us and given us everything we need. He put his spirit on the inside of us. We're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. My God, when others will quit, a conqueror will keep on going. Come on somebody. I'm going to trust God and give him the faith necessary to perform every miracle that's necessary in my life. My God, and I'm going to trust God and let him do it his way. And Lord, what you can't do for my sake, do it for your name's sake. My God, I'm so glad that I am a child of of God. I am a child of the living God. Jesus, the last God standing. May God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer. Listen saints, let's live our lives to live again. My God, the power of a resurrection. Amen. Don't you let nobody fool you into believing that there is no life after this life. And don't you fool yourself to go to live in this life like there is no life after this life. My God, everybody's gonna stand before God, and we're gonna have to give an account what has we we what we have done in these old bodies. Come on, somebody. And therefore we labor. <laughs> whether present or absent, that we might be acceptable. Come on, somebody. I want to hear him say, well done. I want him to be pleasing. I want to be pleasing in the eyes of God. Amen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, let them be acceptable in thy sight. My God, I want to hear him say, well done. You might be under the sound of my voice and, you have not surrendered your life to God. You have not made your calling and election sure, and you want to be saved before it's everlasting. Too late. Call me seven three four four seven seven six eight nine one. Call me. Call me. Call me. The church doors are still open. My God, God is still in the saving business. Seven three four four seven seven six eight. Amen. We have ministers on staff that will return your call and share with you what thus saith the Lord. My God, he said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. My God, it's required of us. It's required of each and every one of us. We've had to enter in this way. Amen. They will share with you the scriptures, pray with you. Amen. Meet with you, baptize you in the name of Jesus. And we have a great big God. His name is Jesus. My God, that will fill you with his spirit by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. If you haven't had that experience, my friend, you're living beneath your privilege. May God bless you. May God keep you Is